Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. You're listening to the Mindless Wrestling Podcast, now part of the ChairShot Radio Network on thechairshot.com. Remember, always use your head. You look like a dude who should be pumping my fucking gas. This isn't doing it for me. There's, I'm not getting, in, I'm not getting enjoyment out of this. He was a before the bell rings all star. All right, everybody, it is Wednesday night, March 1st, 2023. This is the Mindless Wrestling Podcast, part of the ChairShot Radio Network. You can find us on thechairshot.com, where we encourage you to always use your head. I am the man with the award-winning beard here, DJ, and I'm going to wrap around the room and introduce this interesting cast of characters we have with us here tonight. First, from the Rob the Genius Podcast, the Minister of Truth, the Father of Facts and Figures, the Deacon of Data... A man who definitely loves women re- women's wrestling and does not want fries with that order. A man with the, ward- with the golden shovel. Mr. Rob, how are you, sir? Good. And, and I, I had, they, they gave me fries with my burger from Red Robin yesterday. I did not appreciate that. Oh, no, he, he did not appreciate the fries. Also, I, I failed to mention, and that's, that's a horrible misstep on my part, the official shoot bear of the Mindless Wrestling Podcast, Mr. Rob. And Dude, back that's- off the seat. What? The fries, bottomless fries is their gimmick. Of course they gave you fries. Come on. But I didn't, I, I didn't order fries. I understand that, dude. But, like, it's that's one of those places that it's understood that fries come with your burger, man. Okay, but, yeah, but when you're trying, when you're actually. So you got to tell them, no, keep the fries. No, I'm putting this one 100% on you. Well, I told I, I checked no fries on, on the, the, the check boxes on the door. Okay. I said the oh, kettle it. chips. Okay. And DoorDash. We have a 50% six, success rate on there on a good day. So uh, Yeah, I know. And then, look, a couple, well, one day a couple of weeks ago, the, the the idiot sent me the, like, he said, I got a little message. Your order was delivered. I looked outside the door. There was nothing there. And and I sent the guy a message like, hey, man, you sent it to the wrong house. And, and I got nothing back. Yeah, we had an episode like that about six months ago. It got delivered to somebody down the street. And, of course, like 30 minutes later, the driver says, like, well, I can go get it. No. No, they've probably eaten half my food, and even if it was still just sitting there, it would be cold by now. I want my money back. I don't want my order. Yeah. <laughs> yeah don't I mean, go it's... get my order. What is that? <laughs> get my order. Oy, oy, oy. 
Oh, God. People. Yeah, and if you've heard his voice, he was conspicuous by his absence last week because he has now joined the Real World Working Order. Bucky's tag team partner, a man destined to go through a barbershop window and still a retail worker. Jason, back from assignment. Welcome back, Bubba. Pleasure to be here, guys. I'm sorry to be gone last week. I missed you guys. and But I did listen to the show. You guys did a great job. And uh, Rob, what did I call you? Rob Cornette? Yeah, I called Rob Rob Cornette. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, Rob Rob yeah. got a little deep in the woods last week, and we <laughs> had to we had to reel him back. But, in. And you did you did launch into a pretty pretty admirable uh, Cornette impression. I mean, I'm never going to get down. <laughs> no, yeah. it's never going away. No, it's it's become it's become the uh, the Captain America language gimmick. Mm. of the mindless wrestling podcast exactly. rob hates women's wrestling <laughs> again if the first time was there could not be further from the truth rob probably watches more i would say he watches more than both of us because he probably goes back and watches charlotte flair matches when he's feeling blue <clears throat> but yeah okay yeah, like i said guilty all right. Anyway, let's start off here. We haven't done this in a little while. We tried to make this a regular part of the show, and we've fallen off of that. That's partially my fault. I want to do a mental health wellness check. Uh, Jason, let's start off with you. How you doing, Bubba? I know you started a new job. You've been putting in more hours than, than normal, and how you doing? I'm doing well. It's awesome. I like yeah. it a lot. Um, I um, Yeah, I like it a lot, and it's going well, and I'm just very very grateful for where i am in life you know i've got a beautiful roof over my head that is somehow in my name um got a lovely you know obviously if you listen to the show before you know my wife and my dog are my two favorite things so uh yeah doing well actually right now so. excellent good to hear it rob how about you how's the workouts coming oh good actually i've i've been faithfully making it out there twice a week to the gym and i do about uh, half hour, 45 minutes of just some weights. Because I got a treadmill here, so I don't, you know, I, going to a gym and getting on a treadmill, yeah, it's, it's never really worked for me. Um, but you know, I like doing the weight stuff there, so, and I got, you know, I keep tracking my notes app of what I did this particular day. So I started doing it faithfully two times a week for the past month now. So uh, just, you know, sticking with it. And my, my whole idea was to not be, you know, because people make those New Year's resolutions and they go all extreme about it. And then, of course, they can't maintain that. So my goal is always just to, to come up with something that I would just keep doing. And, you know. Yeah. So twice a week yeah. is good. I, I do want to try and get it up to three times a week. But right now, you know, twice a week has been good. And just gonna, right now, goal is to stick with that. All right, good. Yeah, I mean, anything you do is is a start, man. I fell way off of my fitness. I'd say probably three or four years ago, I was in pretty spectacular shape, especially for my age. And then just COVID hit and just a whole bunch of things in life happened and I fell off. I started working out again this week. And I, I started off slow, man, mostly stretching, a lot of stretching because I've got some lower back issues. Uh, my legs, my hamstrings are tight. I've got to stretch everything out, did a little bit of lifting, um, definitely not where I was a couple of years ago, but 
I, I feel good about it. I mean, the only, the only part about it that, that I don't like is the only time I have to work out is at like four o'clock in the morning. So Oof. that kind of stinks getting up at 4 a.m. But I, I'm three days in a row. And back when I was going to the gym four, five, six days a week, I it, it turned into like ment- it actually compounded my mental problems because I started to obsess over it. And I was getting up at like 3.30 in the morning. Like Tina thought I was crazy. I would get up at 3.30 and I would be lifting weights in the gym by like four o'clock in the morning. And mostly because there's, it's a 24 hour gym and there's like maybe three or four other people in there in the morning. I don't want to wait. I'm not a big meathead. So I don't want to wait on the bench press, you know, while the, you know, the Bobby Lashley looking guys take over the bench press and they all sit there and they'll lift like three sets and then talk for 20 minutes and then lift another set. I'm like, I just want to get in, do my workout, get the hell out of there, um, which is partly why I bought some home gym equipment so I can mostly do everything at home. But it's I got to do something more for physical, but more so for mental, because I got to be honest, my mental health has been in the crapper for months. Um, There's a lot of stuff going on at work, a lot of stuff going on at home. It's just it just seems like one punch after another. And the, the gym is the only place that I have found where I can like just channel this negative energy and put it into something. So it's, it's been good to get back to doing that. And, you know, once I get over the initial, Holy crap, what are you doing? I think I'm going to be pretty good about it. DJ, are you talking to anybody? Professional? I'm talking to you guys. No, I, 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 I know we advocate say, for this. I well, do have a number and I am going to reach out to them on Friday and set myself up. An excellent. Because yeah. I was going to say as an addendum to my little um, mental health check, uh, I will say all those wonderful things about my mental health. And then I will also note that I have an appointment with my therapist on Thursday. Yeah. Because, um, you know, you always I I'm going to probably mention it every single time we have one of these segments, you know. Everyone should talk to somebody. Everybody, yeah. no matter how you're feeling. And, and I and I plan on it. I promise you. I've already I've received uh, the electronic um, registration paperwork from them. I, I I'm reaching out. It just yeah. it just with everything I've got going on. It's it's a uh, you know get around to it type of thing. And now I'm finally getting around to it. And and definitely aside from just doing the physical stuff, I'm going to get in and actually you know talk to somebody and, and get it out get get it off my off my head. Excellent. Because, yeah, I didn't mean to beat you over the head, but I did want to mention that. I was like, oh, yeah, I need to mention, you know, even in the positivity, it's good to talk to somebody, bounce stuff off your outside, an outside person and blah, blah, blah. And then you sharing that. Well, yeah, man. Absolutely. 100 percent. And you, the listener, same thing. Don't suffer, man. If you have a therapist, we encourage you to go see them regularly. If you don't have one and you feel like you need to, we encourage you to go see them regularly. If you don't have one and have feel a certain way about talking to someone it's okay it's okay to sit down with someone that's what they're there for that's what they get paid for and and their job is to kind of guide you through some of these rough waters and maybe give you alternative ways of looking at certain scenarios it's we definitely advocate for it and if nothing else call the suicide and crisis lifeline at 988 here in the US uh, don't don't suffer alone mental health is so important especially in today's day and age there's so much going on in the world uh, you know that inflation you know people's dollars and there's so many different things that people just get depressed about don't don't suffer you know reach out to someone we strongly recommend and, and advocate for that here amen 
All right, let's kick it into gear here tonight. Uh, we're going to kind of just call it in the ring. We got a couple topics we did want to talk about, but mainly we're just going to kind of see what flows tonight. I think the first thing we did want to talk about uh, this past Monday on Raw, Brock Lesnar, you know, officially accepted a challenge from almost. And we now, in, in something that I don't think anybody had on their bingo card, we have Brock Lesnar versus almost at WrestleMania. Um, and, and there's a lot of people on the internet that are feeling a certain way about it. Uh, there was a report that came out earlier today that uh, one Vince McMahon may have been the one that pitched this idea. We can kind of kick that around in a minute. But uh, let's start here, Jason, with you. What are your thoughts on Brock Lesnar versus almost? Well, I, again, like you said, we did not have this on our bingo cards. Um I was hoping that there was some, going to be some type of swerve. I was hoping that there was going to be some sort of rearrangement, and who knows, we could still get there. Um, but now that it's all said and done, and Brock, it's official. We've seen it on the poster. Um, you know that poster's flying around. Yeah. So, okay, let's fucking do it, man. I'm excited. I really, honestly, am. Almost as Brock is good enough to take care of almost, despite his, you know deficiencies um it's not gonna get more than 10 minutes you know and that might include entrances this thing's gonna be over and done quick it's a monster fight um and those are usually big bang boom um so yeah i know the internet is kvetching about this one but really and i get the vince thing you know you guys know me i i firmly believe that he is no longer in charge or secretly whatever 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 maybe he occasionally pokes hunter at dinner that's about it um but in any case this does seem like a vince mcmahon match because dude they're gonna replay that footage of brock f5ing a seven foot three four hundred some odd pound dude yes for 30 years they will replay that footage for 30 years they will play that at brock's hall of fame speech with Roman, I'm, this is the thing I'm talking about with Roman for a thousand days. This is a thought of, you know what? Vince passing, like, you know, getting out of there and the changing of the guard and everything. We need some of our own moments now because we're going to take this thing into the future. And that's that's where you're going. We got Roman with a thousand days. We got this thing. This this will be amazing because Brock Lesnar is going to stand straight up like knees locked almost. With that dude. Deadlift of, of almost. Deadlift almost. And then he's going to spin him around his shoulders like a baby and slam him down into the Earth's core. And that's your one of your WrestleMania moments. Okay. Robert? Look, look I'm always here for King Kong versus Godzilla. Okay. Always. <laughs> okay. Um, I wasn't expecting this. Um, but to be honest, <clears throat> Once they decided that they were going to do Brock and Bobby the way that they did it, you know, um, I just kind of figured, well, look, I kind of soured on them doing Brock and Bobby again, even though I wanted that for the longest time. But, and yeah, I mentioned that, I think, last week that it just felt like it's, you know, Lucy with the football now. Um, so i'm here for this and like i said for the, the imagery of you know, brock spinning him around giving the f5 
uh, almost is going to no sell some shit, and well, they're both going to no sell some shit, and it's it's going to be outstanding, um, <laughs> and um, they're going to throw each other around like Jason said. It's going to be less than ten minutes, and also, whoa, to any of the naysayers out there, what else is Brock going to do if they're not going to do him and Bobby? Then, I mean, look, he he can't he's wrestled Roman three times in a year and a half and it's obviously not on the books for this year um well, he's got to never come. need to wrestle again they <clears throat> now ever ever i mean it's it's, unless you know maybe if it's one of their retirement matches and that's who they want to go with you know yeah, maybe um True. but the thing about it i mean and brock well look like a lot of the top people who have been there for a while now you know um Brock needs quote unquote worthy opponents, right? Um, so if it's not Roman, if he and then you know, as long as if the, if the titles were split up and you know he was going for one of them, that would have been fine. But if not that, then what? And so they're not doing him and Bobby. Um, I mean, who else was there that you could have some big kind of spectacle match with him? Um, other than almost at this point, I mean, you know, I mean, who 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 else do you got? Go yeah. with me on a sliding doors journey and answer a question for me. Have Edge and Brock ever gone ahead of one on one? Um, I don't think so. But yeah, I don't think they ever faced back in the uh, ruthless aggression era. In in the timeline where they decide to fi- decide to fix that this year, uh, I could live in that timeline. Oh. Uh, well, yeah, but I mean, but look, almost is a worthy, and it's look. This is WrestleMania. This is Hollywood WrestleMania. You want you want big things. Yeah. You want imagery, and all that kind of stuff. Almost is the right opponent for that. Um, I, so for me, let's go. Let's do it. Um, again, it's like you said. It's going to be ten minutes at most. Um, I don't see what the problem is. And you okay. know what could en- it could end with, guys? It could end with the gang beatdown of of you know almost. By the hurt business, you know. So that's a possibility. I mean, there's knows? several ways this could go. Um, I, I'm excited for it. You know, to be honest, and you know, Vince McMahon understood more than anyone else. Like Rob said, Kong versus Zilla sells. It just it sells the ticket, and and Triple H by osmosis understands that, and for. The the part of this the whole discourse on this thing that irritates me is people acting like this is somehow a demotion for Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar can pretty much call his own shot. And if they looked at him and said, Hey Brock, we want you to work almost at WrestleMania, and Brock said no, it's no. It's like, okay, let's move on. Let's find something else for Brock Lesnar to do at this year's mania. So Brock Lesnar's wrestling almost, and it's a match, it's confirmed, it's signed, sealed, and delivered. He absolutely co-signed on that idea. Either Vince pulled him aside and said, hey, look, brother, this is what you need to do. Or Lesnar looks at Omos and sees an opportunity to make money. You know, Lesnar's a businessman. Lesnar is all about what match is going to sell the best ticket and what can we do in that match that's going to have the best outcome for that match, in my opinion. And and maybe he sees something there. Maybe he sees a potential. This is you know, Brock Lesnar may be Brock Lesnar, but this is a seven foot three, seven foot four monster of a man. This is the first time in a while uh, 
that Brock Lesnar is going to be punching upwards. And, look, and that's good. That's good storytelling. Look, you know, almost, usually yeah. Brock's the dominant one and he's not going to be so dominant against almost. Look, and look, and just what we said about almost a shortcomings, almost is not giant Gonzalez, folks. He's not. Okay. He, he's no, he's not. Okay. Um, so this is not going to be that. Okay? If for those of you who don't know about Giant Gonzalez, Giant Gonzalez may be the worst person to ever put on boots that I've ever seen. Uh, he's the worst. If nothing else, he's the worst big man ever. Yes. Okay. I mean, he's just absolutely terrible. And I mean, yeah, just it, so almost is not that. Okay. No, he has his limitations, but almost is not terrible. And right. Braun Strowman, and this isn't a knock on Braun. Braun Strowman had a hell of a good match with almost. Yes. So if Brian, again, not a knock on Braun, but if Braun can drag a, can have a good match with almost Brock Lesnar of all people can look, have a good match with almost. And look, I mean, the first match almost and Bobby had the one at WrestleMania was fine. It was, about it was very minutes. good. The, the second one was bad, but the one they had a backlash was not very good. But yeah. The, the one they had at WrestleMania was a perfectly fine five minute big man match. Um, so yeah. this will be fine. It's, it seriously, it will be fine, and it's yeah. and it, and if it's not your cup of tea, it's going to be over pretty quickly anyway. Uh, well, and it's like you guys were discussing with uh, one of probably Jim from uh, Three Count Thursday on Twitter earlier today, and he made a point. He's like, "Look, I just won't watch it. He's like, it's not going to yeah. ruin WrestleMania for you. It's not going to you know ruin the weekend. It's just a match you will choose not to watch." And I'm sure on that entire WrestleMania card. Something is going to happen where I'm going to get up and go to the bathroom. I'm going to get up and go cook some snacks. I'm going to get up and go talk to my girlfriend, whatever the case may be. It's just good. There's going to be something that just doesn't hold my interest enough. And that's okay. Like so many people think that just because they put it on TV that you're obligated to watch it. You're not. I think the bummer that some people get is it's like, okay, now I'm not interested in something that Brock is doing. But how could you not be? Just the, the F5-ing, just the F5-ing of almost alone. That's all we're there for? Like, yeah, really? that's... Everything, it's like I said a few days ago. It might have been in the chat, might have been in Twitter. Everything else is gravy. And, and Rob's right. There's going to be a lot of cool stuff. There's going to be no selling. There's going to be... Somebody's getting thrown through something, I bet. And at the end of the day, we're just building to that F5, and everything else is gravy. And I bet we're going to have a lot of gravy. Probably. Yeah. And um, yeah. so, and you know, I've said this on Twitter. I'll tell you, just folks, don't don't struggle watch, okay? Mm-mm. If 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 there is something, whether it's a match or even an entire show, and if you if you see what's on there and you're just like, no, nah, this ain't for me, just don't watch it. Yeah, I mean, especially on a two day I mean, stacked it's, card. Like yeah, if ten if, minutes if of two full days of wrestling ruined the uh, ruined the. Uh, the experience for you, the problem was not the experience. Right. I mean, go, just go make some food. And, and yeah, just don't, don't struggle. Watch anything. Um, just don't, it's just not a good idea because uh, look, we were talking earlier. I had an NXT on yesterday and then I scrolled through the guide. And I noticed that the fugitive was on and, and the fugitive is one of my favorite all time movies. The fugitive is on TV. I'm going to stop what I'm watching and go watch the fugitive. All right. <laughs> so that's what I did last night. Instead of, Sticking with NXT and saying, damn, uh, they're probably on the roof right now with a helicopter. You know, I mean, (laughs) okay. I I wonder if he's jumping off the waterfall right now. 
Right? I mean, instead of doing that, I switched over and I watched The Fugitive. Okay, I, that, man, that, I took a break. Watch, did you at least watch Tyler Bate and Carmelo Hayes? They were on the roof with the helicopter. Harrison Ford, that, the, the Harrison Ford, Tommy Lee Jones match won out over, uh, <laughs> over Carmelo and Tyler Bate. Sorry, buddy. Look, look, no, you don't. When, when they're when they're heading to the finish, and he says, "Richard, I know you're innocent. You didn't do it." Oh my God! And, and then <laughs> what's his name? He gets brained in the back of the head, right? Yeah, and exactly. And then and yeah. then when they're in the police car, he's like, "I thought you didn't care." By the way, he's dead. Wait, the wait. partner who catches the, the like the cinder block or like no, I'm sorry, the concrete beam. <laughs> yeah, he, he the back dead. of the head or the front of the head, or, dude, he's yeah. dead. Crunch. <laughs> there was like a you know bag of ice on his head at the end of the episode or the end of the yeah, movie. Yeah, exactly. But um, but you know, and then when in the police car, he's like, I thought you didn't care. And he's like, Well, hey, don't tell anybody, okay? And drive off at the end. I mean, come oh my god! Yeah, well, I watched a work of art wrestling match that was uh, Carmelo Hayes, uh, who is in fact him, uh, versus the always wonderful Tyler Bate. Um, it was fantastic. So I got to put that over right away. Yeah, I, I'll be honest with you guys. I have watched about three quarters of whatever's on Hulu for Monday Night Raw for this week. I took a wrestling break this weekend and watched a whole bunch of cheesy Netflix sci-fi movies. Yeah, and, just, and it's hey, not that I'm not interested okay, in wrestling right now. Just you know, every now and then I've got to take that break, find something else to watch. Because Tina's like, "Are you going to watch wrestling all weekend?" I'm like, "I might," but then I'm like, "Nah, sci-fi movies, cheesy sci-fi. That's my game this weekend." Oh, and look, while we're on the subject of Brock, we got to give it up for him drinking out of the flask. <laughs> oh, that was beautiful. Dog. That whole segment was freaking <laughs> comedy gold, man. I was sitting there, I messaged you guys in the chat. I'm like, who is this Brock Lesnar? Because that oh. dude is firing on all comedy cylinders right now. Listen, and I'll also tell you something about um, Brock and MVP. That flask was a shoot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was a shoot flask. Of shoot Brock juice. The white lightning. The white lightning. That yeah, was either exactly. Brock juice or uh, MVP likes his uh, his Japanese whiskey. Yeah. Because he spent a lot of time over in Japan, and I follow him on Twitter, and he's talked quite a bit about whiskey that he's had over in Japan. It is highly possible that that, that flask could have been. And my friends, I am a big fan of bourbon, big fan of whiskey, big fan of scotch. You will not find any disrespect for Japanese whiskey coming from this person. Negative, that, not for me either. That, yeah. I, I, I can tell you something about some homebrew stuff, though, because my dad brought some stuff home from Kentucky one time. And, dude, like, made in somebody's basement moonshine is <laughs> awful smelling hey, shit. <laughs> dude, it, it's, yeah, some of the, like, the boutique stuff that people are making now is like, it's like, no, that's not moonshine. This nah. stuff is like. It's not because you know, basically what people are making now are just high octane yeah. co cocktails. You Pretty know, much. oh, I made this maple, you know, uh, maple moonshine. Yeah, it tastes like maple syrup, but yeah. it's also you know eighty eighty no, percent. That, that shit my dad gave me for my twenty first birthday uh -oh. was the shit that Dozer made on the Nebuchadnezzar in the Matrix. I promise you, exactly. It was the same stuff. <laughs> Literally, like it's not even fun. It tastes like what I imagine turpentine tastes like. Fact. Fact, it's sir. Gross. Like, and it's not even fun. Gets you absolutely fucking rocked, though. Oh, it did. That's how I started my 21st birthday. My dad gave me a big, tall double <laughs> shot of that shit. 
And then we went out. <laughs> and then you started to hear colors, and then you <laughs> I, 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 I heard colors. I met some. I met some ancestors. It was a, it was a wild night, my friend. But yeah, anyway, man, I'm hyped for Brock and Omos. I, I think it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be short. It's this ain't this ain't a Broadway match, folks. No. Uh, speaking of, because I mentioned, you know, they've already got him on the poster. How about that freaking poster? Oh yeah. Have you seen the official WrestleMania post box I office like post? Don't think I've seen it yet. Oh my gosh! I mean, you keep talking. Pick a new subject. I'm going to message it to you. You're going to look at it, and then we're going to talk about it. Okay, uh, Rob. What do we got up next, buddy? Okay, I'm running. I'm looking through our subjects here. Uh, oh, okay. Um, well, while we're on the subject of WrestleMania, there was there was reports that uh, Triple H wants a shorter card. Okay, uh, this is going to get interesting because a shorter does a shorter card mean shorter running time or less matches? Uh, well, my guess is it's less matches now because I then I did what I do is I counted up. You know, the pay per views where you could say he was firmly in charge. So that, that that's everything since SummerSlam, and so between Clash of the Castle, Crown Jewel, Extreme Rules, um, Survivor Series, Royal Rumble, Elimination Chamber, they're averaging six matches a show. And it's fine. The last three. Um, Chamber had five matches, Rumble had five matches, Survivor Series had five matches. So right now we're already up to, if you're counting, right, so we have four that are officially announced. Uh, Roman and Cody, Charlotte and Rhea, Bianca and Asuka, and Brock and Omos. So those four are official. We got I would imagine we get a confirmation of Seth Rollins versus... Yeah, and, Logan Paul by Monday night. So, so we got about, and we got about five or six where we know they're happening. Like Seth, yeah. Logan Paul, Cena and Austin Theory, uh, Kevin and Sammy and the Usos, um, <coughs> and then those three definitely. We know we're going to get something with Becky <coughs> and Bailey and that whole thing, whether it's a six woman match or something. There's going to be something with there set with that. So that's. <laughs> That's eight already. Um, and there were a couple I was thinking of that it looks like they're going to, at least looks like they planted enough seeds to do. Um, so we're already up between official stuff and things that they've kind of laid enough groundwork where it's pretty, we're pretty sure it's going to happen. We're already up to like nine or 10. Okay. So if you're going to do a shorter <clears throat> card, last year they had seven matches on each night. So if you're going to do a shorter card, then it's got to be either five or six on each night. Which means potentially we get one of Rob's favorite things, longer matches. <laughs> yeah, and um, yeah, possibly. And now, it's, now this is now um, I've been keeping track of this because you know, I always keep track of everything. Um, this year on TV, they've actually reversed the trend because remember I said last year that they were doing longer matches more often. Yeah. Uh, well, this year, I think Hunter must have heard us talking about it or something because they're, they're going back to they got more shorter matches this year on TV. I noticed this Monday was more segment heavy. Yeah, and it's it's been all year. They've had more shorter matches. The, the short, the, the, the under 10 minute matches have gone up and the over 15 minute matches are not as happening as frequently. And that's part of the that's part of the learning curve. I mean, and, and that's yeah. smart. You have to at least try. 
Yeah. You know, you have to at least throw that out there and see if they bite. And if they don't bite, you reel it back in. And then at least then, you know, OK, maybe the old man was on to something here. Yeah. And, you know, that that just proves that point. But that's that's it's good to see him pivot like that if that's indeed what happened. Yeah, and um, um, I got to – the doorbell just ring. I got to get my groceries here. So. All right, sir, you do that, Jason, and I will take over because right. I've got well, a question here from Jason. That. We can geek out about that poster if you want. but uh, also We can, yeah. We can come back to this topic in a minute. Jason, just I have not seen the official WrestleMania poster until about 47, 48 seconds ago. Jason shared it with me, and I got to say, man, that's chef's kiss. You got Cody and Roman right where they belong, right as the the main focus of the poster, in, you know, separated by the Hollywood WrestleMania, you know, logo, and then everybody else down below. Uh, the 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 picture down below kind of is a to me kind of a throwback to some of the old WWE Royal Rumble type things where you had everybody grouped together, and it was I think that's cool as shit. I pop for that. But it's definite that the the focus of that weekend, regardless, and it's not meant to trivialize anything else that happens, that WrestleMania, although it was already all but sold out, is 100% being sold on the backs of Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns. Yep. Yeah, it's, so. it is going to be amazing. And I like that the poster is so bright. Like it's, It is. It, the, you know, the color saturation on that is amazing. Yeah, they have that kind of like glowy bloom effect on all their posters, but they kind of just tweaked it a little bit up on this one. And then yeah. obviously the gold helps act, it, uh, it does. accent that. Yeah. But yeah, dude, like I it first of all, we're talking about it for more than a minute. So like yeah. this poster's awesome. It just yeah, it just draws your eye. It's oh man. That yeah, that's that's like the old school like fight poster, you know? Yeah. Just like just, the main focus is right there, eye level, and then yep. all the meat and potatoes are yep. kind of piled up around it. You got the main course, and then you got all the side items. And I like that it's so bright because then Cody sees it all the time. So then he gets to be reminded of all the bright lights he'll be looking up at into at the end of that oh, show. Oh, shots fired! Shots fired! All right, I'm back. Okay. All right, welcome back, Rob. Um, so Jason. I, Yes, sir. Looking at the idea that this may be at least a shorter WrestleMania in terms of total matches, this brought up a discussion that we were having on the DWI podcast. Um, some people feel like WrestleMania should be, you should fit as many people on your roster as humanly possible. There's another side of that argument that feels like WrestleMania should be the showcase of the best of the best. Like, you should work hard all year to get booked on WrestleMania. Now, granted, they're going to push who they're going to push, and then there's obviously a plan for at least six months to a year in advance. So there are people that are guaranteed, like Roman Reigns was guaranteed going to be on Roman, going to be on WrestleMania. Cody Rhodes, if he was healthy, was guaranteed. Seth Rollins, those people like that. But the people beyond that, um, do you feel like it should be a scramble throughout the year to build your name up enough to get on WrestleMania or are you part of that, that group that feels like everybody should get the participation trophy? Uh, not in terms of matches, but no, the matches as they go, no, it should be. Yes. This is the best of the best of the best of the best. We've built all year to this. This is the season finale for a WrestleMania match. WrestleMania storyline. However, it is a long ass show. You do way more than just your six matches per night 
find something for most of your folks to do. Okay. You know, All right. even if they're on screen for something, you know, if the if the if you have to resort to a food fight, I I don't care. Do the Andre, do the whatever. Especially now where they've trimmed the fat down, where it's we don't have 13 billion matches every year. Um, yeah. So yeah, now I feel like you kind of are. You owe it to those people more, where you're like, okay, everybody should still be on the show because it's the season finale. This is the it's kind of almost like a series finale, you know. Yeah. Um, everybody should get a little wave. All right, Rob. What do you think? Best of the best, or is this a uh, everybody gets a turn show? Um. Well, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, on the whole, I feel about everybody getting a turn. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're having. Okay, so. The, with the way he's been running the pay-per-views since he's been in charge, I mean, there are big names who've been left off of some of these quote-unquote regular pay-per-views. Um, like, for example, at Elimination Chamber, you had no Bianca, no Charlotte, no Bailey, no Becky, no Cody at Elimination Chamber. Right? I mean, those are five those are big names, right? Um, no Alexa Bliss. Uh, no... Drew McIntyre, no Gunther, no Sheamus. All, all of those people were not at Elimination Chamber in any capacity. Okay. Um, yeah. Now, Rumble, because the Rumble, because of what it is, you got the big 30-person matches. Yeah, you find ways to get... That kind of does its own thing as far as getting yeah. everybody there. But, you know, at Survivor Series, same thing. There were, you know, there were some names... Nowhere to be found on that show, right? Um, when you if you're only if you're only gonna do five or six, and then well, because the thing about it, like if you look back at last year, remember they had that match with Kofi and Woods against you know Ridge Holland and Butch. That that match we didn't need that. That match and it went like two minutes. They probably didn't want to be there. Yeah. I mean, like, I'd rather I just have I a night off if this is all you're going to give me. Well, I know, like Woods in particular, I think it was either Woods or Kofi in particular, basically tweeted something about it along those lines, you know. And uh, look, I know it's because again, people, yes, people do, they work all year, they want to get there. Um, but now, you know, the way the contracts are now, this it's not like how it used to be where. I mean, I think you do still get some type of bonus for being on the show. Yeah. It's not like it was where, like, you know, where you're, where it made, where's this this huge difference in how much money you made that year by getting there. Well, yeah, you don't have the pay-per-view bonus like you used to. Yeah. So from that standpoint, I mean, so like these folks are not, they're not missing some extra huge payday by not being on the show. Um, Yes, you work all year to get there um but at the same time well i'll throw a couple names out here and see what you think i didn't mean to cut you off rob so let's take people that i think this podcast is fairly well in support of bronson reed johnny gargano um dexter loomis um all people who personally i would like to see on wrestlemania this year but the question is do they deserve it They've been on the main roster for Did, what? At most sir, six months. Deserve? Yeah, Johnny does. Uh, but but, but do you think, given the fact that he's only been on the main roster for so long, I was going to say, and I say that, and I also say I probably wouldn't give him a match. Yeah, well, who he's do you? Too, well, 
Do you book Johnny Gargano in a match just to get Johnny Gargano on WrestleMania? Unfortunately, as much as I love the guy, the answer is no. And and that's I would say the same thing about Bronson Reed. We just introduced him in episode 12 of 13. He's important for next season. He doesn't yes. need to be on the season finale. Yes. Next WrestleMania, if you haven't figured yes. a way to get Johnny Gargano onto um onto a WrestleMania card by next year. Back, back the truck up. We fucked up. We need to go back. Absolutely. 100%. But this year, 2023, I don't think you need to shoehorn Johnny Gargano onto the WrestleMania card just for the sake of getting him there. And Rob, any thoughts again? If, I'm sorry, Jason. If they didn't, if like they didn't have a, uh, you know, if they don't have a winner already, and because I am a proponent of, you know, should get everybody on there. If he won the Andre, sure, whatever. Um, but if they already have like somebody in mind that they've had in mind for five months, no, don't change your plan for Johnny Gargano. I, I just, um, well, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not kind of see it both ways, right? Um, because look, if, if you're going to do the big 14 match card, guess what? When it's time for me to, to watch this again, there are going to be some matches I'm never going to watch again after the day of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me. If they're going to put you in one of those matches, then to me, then they they don't need to, you know, then it just doesn't need to happen. Okay. Mm. Um, and again, again, I don't do the everybody gets a turn thing. And, you know, and yes, that means unfortunately there will be people who go most of their careers and maybe only get on there once or twice. Um, I don't know what to tell you. Um, there, there are people who go most of their NFL careers and, you know, don't ever make the Pro Bowl, don't ever get to play in the playoffs. There are people who go their whole NBA careers and don't make the All-Star team. Or if they do make it once, when they're in, when they're actually out there playing in the All-Star game, you're kind of looking at it like, what the hell are they doing here? Yeah. Um, and so, look, I love John Stark. John Stark is one of my favorite Knicks of all time, okay? John Stark has a special place in the heart of all of us Knicks fans. John Starks made the all-star team one time, and when he was out there, even we were like, what, what is this shit? <laughs> okay. Okay. I mean, right. I mean, okay. Um, and and like, I all I heard was, all I heard was Knicks fans don't support their team. <laughs> no, no, no. I got news for you. New York Giants fans aren't any better. We love them when they're winning, but when they're losing, what a bunch of fucking bums. No, no, no. no. We love our team. You're talking to the wrong guy to put over New York Giants fans, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a sore spot with uh, with Jason and his uh, – getting... Jason's telling me I'm number one right now. Oh, I know yeah. this is an audio format, but Jason just told me I'm number one. I'm He's my biggest fan. <laughs> Actually, because he stole two from us. Oh, I'm the two because Jason's the one. <laughs> yeah, I, I think they hit the double birds because they took two two Super Bowls away from us. God, what great night those were for me, though. I bet they were, man. I can't even imagine. It, what those nights must have felt like must have been like what it felt like for me for the Atlanta comeback. Yeah, like twenty five. Well, it was so down, funny like, because especially the first one, I know we're getting off topic here, but most of my friends were not – I won't say they weren't Giants fans. They're all from New York, but, like, they were, you know, just uh, – Jets fans or loose Giants fans, but everybody like it was guaranteed New England was going home. They were already 16 and 0. They were literally 
two hours away from you know the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl trophy. And all of a sudden, they just got. I think that for starters, the Giants' defense was all over that ass that game. You know, Steve Spagnuolo just raised one hell of a defensive team that year. And then just the way that that game ended, my my ex wife, she was a huge Giants fan, and our, our house was completely unlivable that night. I I particularly like the uh, the I believe eight holds that you guys got away with on the Tyree catch. That was that was a beautiful piece of business right there. Yes, sir. <laughs> we'll, we'll take them anyway. We can get them. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely, brother. As a Washington, please. We have the tuck rule. Come on. Yeah, as, a, as a Washington football fan, I'm no fan of the New York Giants. Um, but that night I was because those damn Patriots treated us like it was an SEC football game and. It was like what, 52 to 7 or something like that. that season. And, <laughs> they absolutely and, mopped. It was a night <laughs> off for Tom Brady. <laughs> and so in that game, yeah, I was like, I was, you know, fuck the Patriots, even if I got a root for the New York Giants. I got to say, though, that playoff season that year was really good. I remember one, I don't even remember who they played, but it was, uh, and I know this is, a, this is a dirty word in this day and age, but Brett Favre, when he was still throwing for, uh, Green Bay, they had, I forget who they were playing, but they had a game and it was just snowing like a son of a bitch. And they just had this awesome game. And at the end, Green Bay won. Brett Favre's throwing snowballs at people in the in the celebration at the end. It was just a hell of a good time with that playoff season that year. And if you're a little, little younger than us, like, you have to understand that Patriots team was not just like 18-0 and 0 until the Super Bowl, obviously. They're 18-1, and 1, but... 18 to 0. They were a wagon. They were destroying juggernaut. They slaughtered the Giants in what two regular season games? Two, uh, one, uh, one was it one regular season game? game? Yeah, we only played them. I know they slaughtered them and then by 30 points or something. Yeah, it was a destruction. We were and they like this was a record setting season for Tom Brady and several other Patriots players. Like this, this was an offensive juggernaut, is not even the correct word. And, like and, they were and, just tearing people limb from limb. And yes, Rob, I'm sorry. At that time, the Redskins were basically one step away from the SEC. So yeah, we came in and just put you in the dirt, Bubba. Well, I believe that your Giants were a wild card team too, weren't they? Yep. Yeah, yeah I, they were a wild card team. So at the beginning of the postseason, I'm like, hot, oh, these man. fucking bums are going to make like a week, maybe two, and then I'm going to be watching the, the Patriots destroy. Whoever that's, makes it to the end of all this, and they say, you know, I'm actually watching my teams in the Super Bowl. That's why. That's why football is the best because one and done. Yep. So you get hot because I guarantee you pay. You play that game, even Spagnola's super defensive plan, all that stuff. You play that game a hundred more times. The Giants win maybe three, four. Yeah. But all the credit in the world, they did everything right, and we did just enough wrong, and. Bob's your uncle. History was written. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but um, I get look. I'm I'm, I guess you know I'm, I'm ultimately I'm fine either way. Um, if they want to do like the, the 15 match extravaganza, they can. Just don't don't expect me to sit there and watch all of it. Um, <laughs> um but also, if they are going to do it shorter, then I'm fine with that too. And, but if they're going to do the shorter card. Then I'm not really gonna feel bad, you know, about people not making it, and I'm not yeah. gonna be here for the discourse about how, because, I mean, quite honestly, there the people who are making it on this show are people who, you know, we talk about the billion dollar deals and all this stuff now. Um, 
the people who are on this show right now are people who built the foundation for that stuff to become possible. Um, <clears throat> so they have all over the past seven to ten years or so, they have all earned a spot on this show. Um, well, and that's well looking said. at yeah, it objectively, it really one could look at this as because this is the first nudge, nudge, wink, wink, the first WrestleMania that Triple H is in full creative control of. This is his WrestleMania three, and what happens from this point forward? We springboard into the Triple H era, and so you want to put, especially WrestleMania goes Hollywood. This is big. This is huge. You want to put the best of the best on there, have them show up, have them show out. That way the people, because we've talked about that on this show before, we have the people that are casual to the point where they tune in at WrestleMania season and then they tune right back out the next week. They may linger for a week or two to see what happens post-WrestleMania, but after that they wane and the whole thing kind of levels off in viewership and we get back, we settle back into a pattern. What we're hoping is if he puts on a big enough spectacle, we hold on to some of those people and then you bring in the Garganos and the Bronson Reeds and you give them more ample TV time so that these new people that you've picked up or these returning people that you've brought back, maybe they see somebody else on the card that they stick around for. You know, and then next year they see those people in the big moments and the big matches on the big card just looking at it for as long as I've been watching this, that's what I'm doing if I'm booking this show. Because, I mean, I, you guys I, you guys know me. I mean, I'm WrestleMania is the one time of year where I'm like, yeah, fuck <clears> it, go balls to the wall, start at noon. I don't care. Let's do it. Especially now in the era where pay-per-views are regularly getting over at 11. I'm like, and please, God, if you ever listen to this podcast, Triple H, please continue. That is a lovely, lovely habit. And again, for SummerSlam and WrestleMania, you got me. I'll, I'll be up to one in the morning. At the same time, we don't need a 40-match card. We do, do not. other shit because as we talk about on this show all the time, it's a weekly episodic children's variety show that you know where they solve their differences in their underpants by beating each other up. You know, so do some of the variety show stuff, and they do at WrestleMania all the time. You know, we do not need 40 billion confirmed matches. You know, throw the Andre in, sure. Throw the whatever you're going to call it this year for the women, sure. Um, do one on each night. That's perfect. You know, do a couple skits. Bray Wyatt will probably do something. Sp- oh, does he have a match yet? Um, is he- it's going- it's coming. Sure. Bray Wyatt's coming. He's going to be part of WrestleMania. Yeah. And it's, uh, it yeah. like it's going to be him and Bobby. And Bobby, I'm so sorry. That's right. Yeah. It's going to be him and Bobby. And it'll be Yeah. Fun. I think at some point in the near future, we need to have a discussion about Bray Wyatt. Um, <clears throat> We'll have that down the road. Let's 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 leave that as a cliffhanger. Let's have a discussion about Bray Wyatt somewhere in the near future. Okay. Yeah. Um, um, before we get into the next, did you really I, just do? Did you really just tease a Bray Wyatt segment with "We'll get to that later"? As if this dude hasn't been telling us we'll get to that later for the last six years. You saw. You see what I did there, right? Oh well. Oh, um, sure. Since look, since, since it's a slow week. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I might as well break out the shovel. Bray, Bray, no, 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 no! Don't shovel the guy. But we got to pick up the pace, guys. No, no, Bray, no, 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 like no. creative. 
We have to pick up the pace here. I'm sorry. So unlike the Bray Wyatt storyline, we're having this discussion right now. Okay. No, no, oh, please. my God. Yeah, exactly. Unlike right. Bray Wyatt, we're just going to fuck it. We're right. going to do it. I am probably the biggest defender of the guy there is on this show, and I have to admit, I have to agree here. I know that's not great, very compelling podcasting, but what are we doing? Like, I love the guy. I think he's such a creative mind. What are we doing right now? Because this is boring me to tears. Okay, let me Give me this. something. Yeah. Peel back the onion on Uncle Howdy. Tell me something. Tell me why that you're, you know, going back into your old personas or whatnot. Or at least hint at it. Like, you got to give me something. Because the best mysteries will give you one answer and then two more questions. You are just giving us four more questions every week and maybe one answer a month. It's <clears> irritating <throat> now. It looks cool as hell. Everything you do looks cool as shit. I, I'm, I'm, I'm almost bored now. Okay. I mean, all right. First of all, look, I, I like Swamp Leader Bray. I thought that was great stuff. Okay. Um, it was. The Fiend... I mean, I like the skits. I didn't like the matches. Um, See, uh, go ahead, Rob. I, I disagree, but go ahead. Okay. Um, but this 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 Uncle Howdy stuff. I'm going to say the three magic words about Uncle Howdy, and that is this shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. We need to put that on a t-shirt. This yeah. is shit. Okay. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Um, oh, I love it. Okay. Um, and look, and I didn't hate the pitch black <laughs> match, but. And this was weird. Like, okay, I didn't. That was fun. With the fiend, I liked everything up to the matches. With this, I I, I thought the pitch black match was fine. I, I hate all the other shit. Okay, this. I mean, for me, this is. I mean, what See, I liked the swamp match that Bray did with Braun Strowman. That one was schlocky that was Hollywood fun. bullshit, and I popped for it. Okay, I didn't mind that. But, I liked it. Yeah, but, no, you know, that was great. But you know, of course. But yeah, you know, I keep thinking of the, the Hell in the Cell match with. with uh, and that, again, I, I'll defend that to a line. The match was fine up until the finish. Mm-hmm. The finish was a disaster. Well, that and then the fact, like in the week leading up to it, poor Seth Rollins was acting like the, the scared man in the horror movie after. And I mean, that, um, the the buildup was not great. But, <laughs> um, um, but just no, I can't with this Uncle Howie stuff. Um, yeah, I just, I, I, you know, I, I, I can't. I'm sorry. This is just not doing it for me. Um, it's too, it's shout too out, uh, shout out Rob O'Neill on Twitter who calls him Uncle Lousy. I mean, Uncle Lousy. It's just, I mean, because look, like, look, sometimes because look, you know, y'all know I like doing the numbers, research, and all that stuff. There are times where I'm like looking up like eight different things at one time. And I can't focus on one and actually finish something and, and come to any type of conclusion on any one particular subject. Okay. And that's what this is, right? He's all over the map and like that he needs to do something and bring it to a conclusion and or whatever. I mean, and it, it just feels like he's going doing a million different things at one time. At this point, when you at least tell us who Uncle Howdy is. Yeah. Okay. At least do that. But at this do we need to know? I mean, like, well, if, if, if okay, put it this way: if no, we if, don't if, need if, to know. We don't need to know who he is, or we don't. We need to know something, though. 
Why I does feel he like if Bo Dallas is why actually he... Uncle Howdy, that's going to pull the sales out of the whole thing. Because no. Bo Dallas, aside Brinkley. from uh, the tag team championship run that he did with uh, Curtis Axel, Bo Dallas was dead in the water with every single thing he did. And if it's revealed that Bo Dallas is, whether he is or he isn't, if it's revealed that he's Uncle Howdy, that gimmick is dead in the water. Okay. You don't need to ever reveal who Uncle Howdy is, but you need to do something. Like, Bray Bray needs to explain, okay, I found this guy when after I the Fiend left me and I, you know, he took me in or something. I don't know. Do something. Well, okay. If, if, if they intend to one day tell us who Uncle Howdy is, then they just need to go ahead and do it. Uh, if not, then fine. But yeah. this, but what, what's going? It's, it's. I mean, this is. I, I can't with this. And look, when I say don't struggle watch stuff, Uncle Howdy is is in the struggle watch column for me now. And which means that when Uncle, when I see Uncle Howdy's coming up next, then it's time to go see if the fugitive is on. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's where it is now for me. Um, so yeah, middle-aged me. Tommy Lee Jones versus middle-aged Harrison Ford. Yes, okay. Is a ratings draw for Rob the Genius. Yes, listen. listen um, <laughs> the triple threat match with Dr. Charles Nichols on the roof of the Chicago skyscraper. That <laughs> <laughs> uh, still goes, okay. <laughs> oh my okay. God. It's a match he's seen a hundred times. <laughs> right, and then yeah, I mean, but hey. Um, you know, and then you know the high spot off of the dam with Doctor Kimball. Okay, see that that movie has everything you need. It has high spots. It has a triple threat match at the end. Uh, you know, oh my God, <laughs> this guy. It, has false it had the crazy bump midway through the match. It was yeah, great. It has false finishes where it looks like they may have him, but they don't, and he gets away. I mean. You know, it's a perfect movie if you're a wrestling fan. Okay? <laughs> um, uh, but, I mean, um, yeah, I mean, I just, yeah, I mean, and again, you know, I'm not going to come on here every week and bash Bray. I'm not going to go on Twitter every day and bash Bray Wyatt. For me, it's just, at this point, I have no desire to see any of that stuff. So, yeah. you know. I go back and check the tape. I've been, I'm very high on Bray Wyatt and usually all of his stuff. Um, aside from Super Fiend, that's the only thing that I've really shit on in the last little while. Um, yeah. But, dude, yeah, give us something, man. Yeah, we got to move on. along with this thing. And, and hopefully they do because I really – I dig Bray Wyatt. Again, I think the guy commits full balls to the wall every time they give him something to do. It just I, – I feel like we've been trudging through the mud with this one and not really making any traction and any headway. And it's been – we're going on six months with this. And you can't blame the old man. This time. Nope, you can't blame the old man for this one. This has been way too slow of a burn for me. I, I but I'm still invested because I'm hopeful, and this is again the relationship that we have with WWE. We hope there'll be a payoff. It's likely there may not be a payoff. And that is the that is kind of the, the trade-off with being a WWE fan is that you get your hopes up for these things and then it doesn't happen. And you then you at that point you need to set out the scale and balance. Okay, is it worth it for me to keep watching, or is this just time for me to check out? And I don't think we're read time for me to check out yet, but we definitely need to need to move this along. Or like like if, if Alexa is gonna join you, just just jump just do it already. I mean, like, you know, they they teased all of that the match. Her and Bianca, and then yeah, and, and then 
It just went well. I've read somewhere again. She discounted it, so who knows? But somebody said Alexa was going to be written off TV for a while, and she's like, uh, "No." <laughs> so um, take that for what it's. I worth. believe they even even after the Bianca match, I think they've even flashed the weird moth after that on her Titantron and things like that. So. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's going somewhere, and maybe they're just kind of burning it until after WrestleMania for it to kick into full gear. Maybe we're going to have – what I'm hopeful is there's going to be this huge thing, whether it's a segment, whether it's a match, whether it's shenanigans after a match. I'm hopeful that there's going to be this huge thing because I, I, I refuse to believe that this company made this big pomp and circumstance about bringing back Bray Wyatt for him just to flounder the way he's floundering. That's that's where I'll leave, I'll leave that in the air right there. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. All right. There you go. Okay. Before we get into the next segment, I want to encourage you, the listener, to go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. From there, you can check out all your favorite uh, chair shot net radio network podcast uh, merchandise. We've got our own t shirt there. You can find your official mindless wrestling podcast t shirt. Go pick one of those up. Uh, You'll love yourself for it, and we'll love you for picking one up. We're going to get into our next segment here. Uh, and I never want to give these guys more airtime than they deserve because <laughs> God knows they don't need our help. But the uh, Wrestling Observer News had their their annual their annual awards. Do either one of you two have those pulled up? Because quite frankly, I don't care. Okay. Uh, but, <laughs> and look, um, and I would just say, if if you are not if you are talking taking these awards seriously, you should only discuss these awards for humor purposes. Yeah, we we are by no means making a serious discussion out of this. Everything is meant to be in good humor and fun, uh, because God knows anybody with an ounce of sense is not taking these these awards seriously. Oh God, <laughs> yeah. And uh, now remember, these, these awards are these are these are not Dave does not pick the winners. These are voted on by subscribers of the Wrestling Observer. Yeah. Um, so, which means you pay Dave twelve dollars, and one of the perks you get is you get the right to, you get to vote for these awards. Not biased at all, by the way. Um, in, in, D- in Dave's own words, he's not biased. Yeah. Okay. So now, all right. Um, okay. Most outstanding wrestler. This basically reads like a. Oh wait, that's wrong year. Okay, sorry. But well, well, it actually doesn't matter because the, the people from twenty twelve are usually the people who are in the list every year. Uh, Tanahashi, Okada, Daniel Bryan—they're in—they're in the top ten every year, <laughs> you know. But that's at the, this point, I think Rob called them AEW state-run media. But um, but that's from 2012. Okay, here we go. All right. Um, okay, 2022. All right, best gimmick. Um, actually, Sami Zayn won best gimmick. So how about that? Um, Interesting. Okay. Um, worst gimmick: maximum male models. Uncle Howdy. <laughs> Hey, you know what? They, they may be onto something here. Uh, I mean, okay. maximum male yeah. models is not terrible. It just no, no. Gosh, come on. All right, uh, Worst uh, gimmick. Oh, okay, here we go. Here we go. That just says you don't have a sense of humor. Okay, here we go. Okay, here, here, here go the egregious ones now. Here we go. All right. What the blood? Best, one? best weekly TV show. AEW <laughs> Dynamite. Get the fuck out of here. And then what was funny? Yeah, well. To be fair, we don't watch it. Well, um, and but what's funny though is um, between that and then uh, Tony Khan won Best Booker of the Year. 
course and he did. Here's yeah, the funny three, part three this. years in a row. <laughs> three years here's, running. Here's the, no, here's the funny part about this. Dave himself went on Wrestling Observer Radio and said, come on, guys. Not yeah. Dave. Dog. Okay. He, he even had like, to say, guys, no. Not that's me. how far up the creek you guys are. Even <laughs> Dave is trying to. Dave, by God, Meltzer, is telling you people to come back to Earth. I am <laughs> begging and pleading. People, let, let's add to that. You people who pay to listen to him. <laughs> right. He, he told you, guys, no, okay? You're doing too much this time, okay? All right. Um. I mean, oh that, and that's God. that itself is just hilarious. That, that even he so had good. to say, "Come on, guys." I mean, um, and in promotion of the year with all elite wrestling, same thing. Um, but it, okay, so World Wrestling Entertainment was the third best promotion of the year, but they were also the worst promotion of the year. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and, uh, NWA was second, and I'm sorry, anybody. No. Anybody who charges you money to see Tyrus and Trevor Murdoch in the main event of a you, wrestling show. You got robbed. You should win. You should win worst promotion of the year. I'm sorry. You should win right. over my <laughs> local guy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. God. I mean, listen, listen. Okay. I'm sorry. Tyrus yeah. looks in worse shape than me. Okay. I mean. We're up. Okay, I'm not in good. Okay, I'm getting in better shape, but but I'm in no shape to be in anybody's wrestling ring right now. Or, or and but and yet Tyrus looked worse than me. Okay, I mean, and and he is the NWA world, the title that was held by Ric Flair and Harley Race, and you know Luthez and Dusty Rhodes and you know and I refuse to connect that lineage to Tyrus. That that lineage died with Nick Aldis. Yeah, and I mean, no, I can yeah. tie Cody Rhodes to that belt. I can tie yep. Nick Aldis to that belt. It stops at Nick by God Aldis. And and, and yep. we should also recognize. Got retired. Uh, we, we have to recognize our truth also as a former NWA. Yes, yes, our truth. I forgot about that. Yes, and um, and that and that is far better than Tyrus. Okay, um, yeah, but the yeah, NWA is by far the worst. By far the, the worst any type of national promotion this year. It's not close. They they were just god awful. And Nick, and Aldis, it's a shame because NWA really had something. I don't know if you guys watched the yeah. early days of Power. Yeah, we talked we talked about Power on the show. It was fun, man. It was a good throwback to the stuff Rob and I grew up with. Yeah. Not only Quick in terms of production, matches. but the matches themselves. Like you know, especially Pumpkins Billy was 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 onto something. Like, I felt like he was tapping into the pulse of something there. And then COVID hit, and they couldn't do the studio shows anymore. And then when they came back, man, either he got into Tony Khan's stash or or, or something set in. But it just has been off the rails ever since. Yeah. Because he started booking just people I don't – I actively don't want to see. Like, like Ty- who wants to see Trevor like Murdoch in exactly. 2022? Well, or yeah, exactly. No. Trevor Murdoch, who no, by the way is, is not related it's to not Dick Murdoch's kid. not related to Dick Murdoch. He just looks <laughs> not like at all. Murdoch. Okay, that's why he called himself Trevor Murdoch because he looks like Dick Murdoch. He's not related to Dick Murdoch in any way. That's um, amazing. But, oh, here's a, a most overrated. This, this is funny. WWE. Well, um, okay, Ronda Rousey was most overrated. Oh, personally. And to which I have to say, who the hell was mm. rating her that high? Right. 
She is who she is. Overrated means that that people talk very highly of you and that they shouldn't as much. And some, and yeah, I expect your overrated thing to be Roman Reigns at this well, point. If you're paying attention to the he's, internet wrestling community, Ronda Rousey's been two. in the mud for two years. Uh, oh, number yeah. two is Tyrus. Nobody likes Tyrus. Nobody has said anything. And good he's about the world Tyrus. champion of the third best promotion to you people. I mean, Ty, I mean holy shit! Nobody you guys has, are all over the map. Nobody has, has said anything good about Tyrus all year. How is he overrated? Yeah, you can't overrate him unless you rate no. him. No. Right, I mean, look, if, if we were to have awards here, and if I were to give, like, the inaugural This Is Shit award, it would go to Tyrus. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Write that down, because that's going to be part of that This Is Shit. That's a, that's an actual award in the Mindless Wrestling Podcast End of Year yeah. Awards. This Is Shit award. Yeah, we tr- you know what? We started out positive. We tried to stay positive a couple for a couple of years. We throw a little negative in there, and you know, break <laughs> Rob's Rob shined up the shovel. Like we've really found our sh- stride, guys. Well, so, yeah, yeah fuck it. Right. At this point, we're gonna go balls to the walls and be a real podcast. We're gonna have real awards, and it's it, it, if we're still part of the Chair Shot Radio Network after that, yeah. then we've accomplished something. But I don't yeah, think I mean, uh, going to the gutter like many podcasts. But yeah, we could have a little uh, fun with that. I um, said, well, worst match of Jeez. the year. Pat McAfee versus Vince McMahon. That wasn't even like a formally announced That's match. That's not a real match. I mean, yep. it, it was technically the belt. Yeah, okay, whatever. But, you know. Um, I mean, and look, they, they had Sami Zayn and Johnny Knoxville was number six on this list for the worst match. And how? How? how, how? Jail. How? Put them in jail. Everyone who voted for this, jail. Right yeah. away. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Do not press go. Do not collect $200. Yes. Go no. directly to jail. But I mean, that's just a sample. No trial, no nothing. With with the Observer Awards again, the awards that are so ridiculous that that Dave had to tell people to, to come on, guys. Uh, You're doing too much. Yeah, I mean, when, when Dave tells, yeah. So when Dave tells you you're overthinking it. <laughs> Holy Moses! Come back to us. You've left the planet. <laughs> yeah, Unsubscribe. I mean, <laughs> I mean yeah, it is. It's it, it is bad. I mean it, that. So that was that was the Observer. That was a sample of the Observer Awards. You can go look up the whole list on the internet because basically, you know, all the good stuff usually goes to AEW and New Japan folks, and then the bad stuff usually goes to people affiliated with the WWE. Um, so this year was no different. It's just this was the first time that Dave actually had to tell people, like guys, we we you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but if you're out here booking Tony Khan as the Booker of the Year, hey, stop. And the, the 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 most laughable part of it was AEW's uh, Twitter account putting it over. Oh yeah, that's like look in in uh, the in DC the uh, back when the uh, Washington Mystics were actually well they were a very good in WNBA team recently, but at first they were not very good, but they led the league in attendance. They put a damn banner up in the in the arena. It said like attendance champions or best attendance. Okay, <laughs> that's about as good as you know tweeting out the uh, the, the wrestling observer award. God, I mean, it cracks me up. I'm like, and, and the funny thing is, it's meant to be in good fun. And and you know if you're if you're a subscriber to the observer and and you enjoy that culture, it should be fun for you and you should enjoy it. But the the amount of people, and this is the frustrating part. The amount of people that hang on to that as the gospel is like mind-boggling. 
Yeah. Like, it's one thing to, li- it's like, it's like taking the Slammy Awards seriously. You know, yeah. Yeah. what are we doing here? Yeah. It's basically their webbies. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. They voted for it. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. it's just, it's, it's like taking the WWE Hall of Fame too seriously. Up until a couple of, I don't know, almost a year ago, or actually not even that long, one guy was voting for it. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you enjoy it, have fun with it. God yeah. bless you. Go right. out and touch some grass. If if you <laughs> yeah, if you're having fun with it and enjoying it and cracking it like we are, great. Have a great time. If yeah. it's giving you at all any sort of stress, please go outside, talk to a member of your preferred romantic sex. Like please do something. Yeah, please please t- touch a significant other. Yeah. And, and moving on. <laughs> just uh, just moving on. <laughs> yeah, so so we have, we have one thing left on the list here. Uh, and that is uh well, there's rumors that um one there's a possibility that when his contract is up that one uh, Kenny Omega is at least considering making the jump. Oh my god. Yeah, the the freaking belly aching on Twitter over this one. Like I don't know if you guys saw I tweeted out this guy because there's been there's been different thoughts going on about this. Is some people thinking, you know, if he comes on, send him to NXT. And I wholeheartedly believe Kenny Omega never needs to spend a day in NXT unless he chooses to. You give Kenny Omega the full AJ Styles treatment and you bring him right into the main roster. That much I agree with. But this one guy th- threw out there that Kenny Omega doesn't need to sit and learn under Shawn Michaels because he is, and I quote, Light years ahead of Shawn Michaels in the ring. That's ludicrous. It's absolute just cocaine brain nonsense. Kenny Omega is a hell of an athlete. Okay, let's start there. Kenny Omega is a hell of an athlete. He's a hell of a professional wrestler. But there's a lot of stuff in there that Kenny Omega does that just does not make any sense to me. And when I compare him to peak Shawn Michaels, I'm sorry, kids. Kenny Omega's awesome for 2022-2023. He ain't peak-level Shawn Michaels. When you look at the whole package of what a pro wrestler is, he ain't he ain't touching peak Shawn Michaels. Sorry. Yeah. Now, look, um, I do think um, Kenny's 39, um, so it's now or never time for him. Uh, I'll die on the hill that Kenny Omega should have signed with WWE before he went to AEW. Um, I think he left money on the table. Uh, yeah, I do too. He was uh, never going to be hotter than he was four years ago. And now he's, you know, he's got all types of injury problems and everything. Right. Um, but now it's it's now or never time for him. Uh, when his when his contract is up. So if I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I would advise him to go because, and some people think think that well he. That well, he, he wouldn't go there. Everybody wants to walk out that aisle one time. Everybody, Everybody wants to do re- fucking um, what's his name? Ah, oh, God, he just fell right out of my head. Ultimo Dragon. The only reason Ultimo Dragon signed to WWE was to get a WrestleMania match. He wanted a WrestleMania match. He had no delusions of grandeur about being, you know, WWE champion. He wanted a match on WrestleMania, and he got it. And once he got it, he was done. And I'll, this is what I want you all. People, this is what I want you guys to do. Go back to WrestleMania 35. There was a four-way tag team match, and one of the teams was Ricochet and Aleister Black. 
want you to look hmm. at Ricochet when Ricochet walks from behind the curtain. Look at the look on his face when he walks out there and looks around the stadium. Okay. Like, oh my God, I, I finally made it here. Yep. Okay. That that is all you need to know. Every last person who works in this business wants to get that at least one time. Okay. Yep. And don't don't let nobody lie to you and tell you different. Okay. Now, obviously, it doesn't happen for everybody. It doesn't happen for most people. But everyone who has a chance of making that happen absolutely wants to do it at least once. Do not. And to defend Kenny Omega, if he showed up on SmackDown on Friday, Monday Night Raw this Monday, I promise you they would find a way to book him in this year's WrestleMania. Oh, absolutely. Well, He's Kenny fucking Omega. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You get um, it done. Well, because even to your normie audience, you have to put it over, to, put it to them that this guy's a big deal because you're going to use him like a big deal. So, yeah, here we go. Yeah. Here he is. He came out of a clear boost guy like a comet. Comet. Remember the last guy to do that? AJ Styles. I think he was doing pretty okay. AJ yeah. Styles has done all right for himself in WWE, pals. Yeah. yeah I think he did fine. So I would I would so, I would tell Kenny because you're 39 years old, you know, um, if you wait another three years, then the offer just, probably just isn't gonna be there. So, yeah, it's now or never time. And honestly, first off, I'll believe it until that uh, when it actually yeah. happens. Yeah, with, well, especially with Kenny Omega. Let's like, talk about it from a dream match standpoint. Let's look at AEW's roster versus WWE's roster. I'm sorry, folks. There are more dream match opportunities in WWE for Kenny Omega than there are in AEW. Well, and that's not a knock on well, their talent, but let's be he's real. Checked the, he's checked most of the boxes over there. He has. He's already wrestled all the big people. And then, wrestled yeah. Cody, wrestled Mox. Yeah, there's, there's nothing else there for him. Brian, right? He wrestled uh, Daniel Bryan. He wrestled, uh, he's wrestled everybody. Yeah, I mean, so there, there's just there, there's nothing there. I mean, unless... And I don't think he's going to get a match with CM Punk. I mean, because that might turn into a shoot fight in the middle of the ring. Um, so, I, I mean, and look, I mean, so if he, come, he comes over to WWE, I mean, Seth Rollins, Cody again, um, AJ, because I don't think he and AJ ever had a, had a match even in New Japan. AJ, Finn. Um, um, yeah, there, there's there's easily probably a dozen top of the list stars you could come up. Him and Edge. Yeah. Him and Edge. Yeah, John, John, Cena. John Cena would absolutely. John Cena tried to put him over several years ago on his Instagram account when Kenny Omega first went free agent from Japan. Uh, John Cena posted on his Twitter or not his Twitter, but his Instagram account just a picture of Omega Man. And and by the way, um, also if if Hunter, if you're listening and hear me now, believe me later. If you somehow do manage to land Jay White and Kenny Omega, and you don't do some sort of Bullet Club something, then what are we doing? I mean, it doesn't have to be a six-month feud or anything like that. But yeah, we got to get all those players in the same room at and some point. Also, also, Kenny, what would you rather be doing at forty years old? Would you rather be, if as far as like YouTube stuff, would you rather be on up, up, down down with your best buddy Woods, or would you rather still be doing? Stupid dick jokes on being the elite. Yeah. What would you rather be doing it for? I, to me, at, at damn near 40 years old, it's a no-brainer. You go collect the check, get yourself a guaranteed payday for the next 20 years of life. Fucking get your, your bucket, lit, bucket list matches out of the way. Get your WrestleMania moment out of the way. 
and fucking retire, man. Call yeah, it a career. Yeah. It's okay. You've yeah. earned it. And look, he could get his own version of up, up, down, down, and to go along, or he could just hang out with Woods on there all the time. Yeah. I mean, they're real life best buddies. So, I mean, there's so much more to do um, than to stay over there now. Um, and also, I, I, I <laughs> want his entrances with the WWE budget. Yeah. Well, not only that, but we've talked on the show. watching, like, his, his um, Wrestle Kingdom entrances are all theater. He comes out in, like, you know, Final Fantasy armor with, like, a big sword and stuff like that, like, various years. I'll give that man a WWE budget, please. Well, and that's the thing. For all the people worried about them watering down Kenny Omega, Triple H is in charge. Triple H will give Kenny Omega a little bit more breathing room to do the type of stuff that Omega likes to do. And that was everybody's argument with him going to AEW to begin with. He can go and do his art art house matches. That's the best part. Uh, For me, that's one of the best parts is because I like Kenny Omega. I don't like 45 minutes of Kenny Omega. Yeah. Yeah. Putting him in the WWE system forces him to get rid of some of his, you know, worst habits. And I'm not Uh, saying that as like a, he's a bad wrestler. He's just, you know, you go long, pal. Holy Uh, shit. News break, news break. Oh, Uh breaking news. What do we have? It is 817. It's 817. John Moxley is bleeding. It is 817. Oh, my God. Sorry, my cable must be a little behind yours. What do you do? Take a drop toe hold? Oh my! I don't know. His his forehead is gashed. He's standing on a staircase talking, and he's bleeding all over the place. Speaking of guys who left money on the table, <laughs> oh God, come back! I mean, bless you, Box. Well, if you're joy, oh, yeah, you're loving that. whatever you're doing. We've always said on this show, do what you love, and if you're getting paid to do it, more power to you. But that just that just ain't no, for me. No, unfortunately, dude, we do this every week. It seems like. It's 8.17. He's bleeding and talking menacingly into a camera in a stairwell. It's not special you, you when you can't, do it. You can't. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Jason's getting what for from the executive producer, Sorry, M. Stop. <laughs> um, so he's, it's 8.17. But it's from last week. This is not from last week. No, that's from when they went off the air last week. This? They just said we went off, this is from what? Oh, from when they went off the air. Okay, gotcha. sorry. Well, still. Okay. But how often does he bleed? It seems like weekly John Moxley gets cut it's open. It's still 817, and they're showing a bloody John Moxley, and you know that guy's like, yeah, I look like a badass right now watching that. So, regardless, oh, my God, and they're literally showing the dude drip blood onto the stairs. That was a nice little camera trick, I'm sure, and I hope. But holy shit. Wow. Um, someone took a dropper and was like, they literally panned the camera down where he's looking at the ground, and someone like took a blood dropper, or the dude just shook his head because splattered of blood. Realistically, he probably shook his head. Yeah, but yeah. dude, this a this is unnecessary. B this dude's having a blast doing this, and WWE would never even dream of giving him this opportunity. So yeah, yeah, it, let's just call it what it is. Let's hey, he's not coming back. He ain't coming back, man. But I'm sorry. It's just it's just funny. Every week we do the blood watch. <laughs> the yeah, blood watch. It's, it's the John Moxley blood watch. <laughs> it's almost become like this show's Deadpool. And I'm going to say my wife is going to be proven to be right because I bet it's going to return from this match graphic 
and suddenly the live Chiron is going to be back in the corner. And it was not there for Mr. Uh, for Mr. Moxley there. So apparently that was last week from the main event. Yeah. All right. Well, so. guys, I got nothing else this week. I think we can probably wrap it up a little bit early. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And well, I have a very busy uh, next few months here. That's right. We want to get Rob's got a bunch of wrestling he's going to over the next couple months. Yes. So um, uh, this Friday, I am going to SmackDown. Uh, it's in D.C., so I'll be going there this Friday. Um, next weekend, I, I will have the honor of meeting the 14-time women's champion. Oh, uh-huh, that's right. You're going into the city, right? Yeah, that's it's in uh, it's New York City, actually. Yes. Cool. Um, and uh, I will try not to, you know, spontaneously combust or, or <laughs> sweat off 40 pounds in line or something. Um, Remember, Rob, uh, Andrade can fight. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yes. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but also, uh, we we rip what well, we, we you know we rip on the root beer show, but um, they will be in this area in uh, May, so I'm going. And also, uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling is coming around here in April, so I'm going to do that also. Man, nice. I'm just gonna have a lot of boots on the ground perspective from some some a a, a cross section of the wrestling business here over the next couple of months. I'm looking forward to hearing some of that. Yeah. All right. So then that, that's, my, that's my travel budget for the year. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Rob's done. Rob's tapped out. <clears throat> All right. Well, let's call the go home there and wrap back around the room and thank the co-hosts. I'm going to start with uh, welcome back this week, Bucky's tag team partner, Jason. Fun show tonight, man. This has been a blast, my friends. Yeah. Always, always fun. Glad to have you back. Congrats on the new job, as always. Thank you, sir. And from the Rob the Genius podcast, Mr. Rob Corn. I mean, Mr. Rob, uh, sir, <laughs> fun show. <laughs> yes, and remember, folks, remember, folks, you can never go wrong with the future shift. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> if you're not feeling what you're watching on your wrestling show, you can always put on the future. That's, that's sage advice from Rob the Genius. And I am the man with the award-winning beard, DJ. This has been the Mindless Wrestling Podcast, part of the ChairShot Radio Network. You can listen to us on thechairshot.com. Remember, always use your head. Remember, you can call it pro wrestling. You can call it sports entertainment. You can call it whatever you want, but call it in the ring. And we're out of here until next week.